It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love Talk today with special guest Summer Ingram, all the way from Washington, D.C. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davison, the First Lady of Love in the studio after all walking and talking in other places for a couple of weeks. And it is wonderful to be here in, in studio, Miss Miss Kathy and DeBrock, it's great to be with you, friends, and... Hi, friends. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater. Oh, Miss Evelyn, great to see your beautiful, shiny face and your strong voice, and oh, my goodness, that smile just lights up a room. Uh, well, welcome back. You. you all have been mighty sweet and powerful women since I've been gone, <laughs> and we've had wonderful <laughs> telephone calls because... And, you know, I needed a break, and people, uh, I had a friend that told them, pe- told two or three people I was dying, and, it, you know, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. Uh, and if I called, told you who this friend was, you'd be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised. So, But I am thrilled to be back. You know, life is in love. Yes. Life is in love, and love is in life. It has to be part of your life to be a complete person. And so we're going to be talking about some wonderful things today and opportunities. Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. You know, i got to tell you, it's great to be with you in person. I love talking to you on the phone, Miss Evelyn, but there's nothing like being in the same room with you. Well, we and... thought about you uh, this weekend. <laughs> uh, Missy came, and we just went from when I was... 14 years old and started radio <laughs> all the way up to uh, Miss Carrie. So we are thrilled to be here. And this is a powerful program. It is a powerful um, radio. Uh, the 101.1, you all know those numbers. 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. And, we start, yeah. Yeah. and the way we started out, we started out with one microphone and an umbrella. <laughs> uh, because the place where we were, the roof leaked. <laughs> That's right. Well, we have a beautiful studio, and we're super thankful for that. Yeah, well, friends, we just do want to say thank you for joining us on Love Talk here at KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership, and there's no better time than now to build bridges of love and leadership. We A few bridges have been burned down, and we need to rebuild those bridges and so we're going to be doing a program today on seeking God in DC we talk about the heart of our nation Mm -hmm. and we talk about the soul of our nation well we know that Christ is at the center he needs to be at the center this is one nation founded um, under God and we want unity in this nation. We want community in this nation. And unity starts with Jesus Christ. We know it is the, the one of his big prayers before he uh, went to the cross was that there would be unity among his children. And so, friends, that's what we want to be about. We want to seek God for this nation. And it I, just in getting into scripture is so reassuring to me. That God as well is searching throughout our nation, searching throughout the earth, looking for righteous men and women to strengthen and help and uphold. And sometimes, you know, we look at what's going on right now in the United States and we think we kind of maybe hang our heads at times and think everything is just too far gone. And this is the thing I love about our God. Nothing is ever too far gone. Mm. Not, not, not for God. And um, so, you know, I just think about our privilege of voting. We know early voting has come to an end, and uh, November 3rd is an important day. But we have to remember that it's a privilege. We have such a privilege, and we, our nation has not lost that privilege, that we get to vote. We remain a governing democratic repu- republic for the people, by the people, and every vote counts. I remember back to our special guest, Cara uh, McMichael, and she was walking us through the number of elections that she has seen being determined by one vote. I know. That mm. was unbelievable to hear to hear that. And, you know, I also think about other countries who say they have open elections, but there's one candidate on yes. the ballot, right? You know, you can go and cast your vote, but it's for one person, yeah, that's not that's not democracy. That's just telling you that that's giving you a false sense, right? Making you feel like you have freedom when you really don't. We here in America actually get this incredible honor, mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome. I I don't know about y'all. I'm I'm getting 
I don't know what the what the quite what the adjective is. I don't think it's anxious, nervous, excited. I, I'm not really sure, but election day is right around the corner. It and was it's, godly. It's, <laughs> it's sure to be filled with um, lots of drama, mm-hmm. I bet. Well, you know, I think that come election day and you know here's the thing you know being in fervent prayer right now boy there is no time like the present to be really calling out to God for our nation um we we have a God who loves to do the impossible when his children turn to him in humility repentance and need and i i just want the election to be determined on election day i know I uh, and and so but friends we have to really look at with election day or if it if it takes a few days after uh, a number of americans are going to be rejoicing and mm-hmm. a number of americans might be uh angry mm-hmm. some might be in mourning uh, we have to say what is more important than getting our way what's more important is pursuing god for our nation and um so we i, I think we have to press past um, did it turn out the way that we wanted? Mm-hmm. Um, if it did, okay, that 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 that's great. If it didn't, okay, there's more, there's bigger things to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, we just we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But at this point, if you have not, if you did not vote early, exercise your right on November the 3rd to go and vote in person. You'll have to go at your precinct. There'll be one specific place where you can go vote. Uh, So make sure you know where that is. There are so many websites. Type in the name of your county on your, on your, in your Googles and um, it will bring up exactly where you need to go to go vote. I don't know if it says it on my voter registration card. I don't think that it does uh, because I know those polling places change, you know, after you get your voter registration card. But you can Google it, and it will tell you exactly where you can go vote on election day. Well, now, ladies, in our second segment today, we have an incredible guest calling in from Washington, D.C. She has been uh, serving in Washington, D.C. for the past 11 years, and she's going to give us a little bit of insight about what's happening in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., what's going on in uh, the center of our nation. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing from her. We have a ton of questions for her. I love our key verse for today because mm-hmm. it kind of speaks to the heart of everyone, every American right now. It's straight from 1 Corinthians 16:13, and I'm using the New King James Version here. This is the same scripture that Franklin Graham used for the response that happened in Washington, D.C., and it is this. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Miss Evelyn, this verse reminds me of what you've been doing as you've been kind of at home over these last few weeks. You are, every time I've talked to you, you are rejoicing in hope. You are trying to be patient in tribulation. And you are constant in prayer. And you've been such a blessing to me just over the phone. And so I know that you have been praying over this election. You know, it's not just a matter of prayer. It's a matter of pushing your hand to the plow. Jesus teaches a lot about our responsibility. And we have in our front yard, you were there yesterday. You probably looked at it and thought, yeah. where in the world did Evelyn get that? <laughs> they don't say that ever often, uh, every once in a while. But, you know, we are the heart of America. Mm. God is listening to his people. Mm-hmm. And we better be listening to him and talking. And we do that basically three ways. First of all, with, with our, with our heart. When we dedicate our life to the Lord Jesus, we got a connection and nobody hangs up unless we hang up. And the other is, is our soul. You know, you put all three of what we are together. You know, we've got, we're a pretty, pretty good hand. You know, for the Lord to use in this time. And most of all, I think, is the soul that we have that we're willing to dedicate and completely point toward those that we know are in, in grave danger or need special help. We, as a Christian nation, have got to come together, join our hearts before we join our hands, and get after it. 
Get and out that's my it. message. I worked home for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about being out and taking a break is feeling like, what am I going to do when I get back? Well, you know, and you've done it, what, 40 years already and you oh don't know. Oh, my goodness. You have just been doing radio, I'd say, since forever. Uh-huh, yeah. Since forever. <laughs> a long time. Well, I was, uh, when I was 13 years old, my dad was drafted into the Navy and we had a radio station. And I thought that's the best. And I didn't believe in God. Best thing that ever happened. I could do what I wanted to do. Mm. But during that time, uh, there was a little church close by, and I had a friend that went there. And I, in Cleveland, Texas, of all places, and I didn't have anyone, uh, you know, I had a younger sister, and I just didn't have anyone that cared about me and what I was doing. We became really good friends, and she invited me to her church. And that was the beginning of the real life, I think, of Evelyn. And when you look at it, and you can look at it from the time the Lord drew you to Himself, Mm -hmm. it is a hard issue. Mm -hmm. But as you grow in Him, and as He leads you and guides you, and gives you good friends like people here at the studio, like Gavin, our our production man, uh, we have to thank God that He. It's like salt and pepper. They go together, and we better get busy after it. But it's really been a good time for me these, um, I guess, about two weeks, three weeks away from the microphone. And so I'm fired up today. I can tell you are, (laughs) Miss Evelyn. I love it. You know, this month we have um, blended in several Mm -hmm. shows about voting and the privilege of voting and um, how God views voting, uh, which was a great show with Andy Comer. Yes. Um, also, we've had Pastor Appreciation Month this this month of October, and so it's just it's kind of been a mix of things this October. And we hope, listeners, that you have appreciated the variety. Um, and we've combined several of those shows today. I'm so excited to talk with Summer in our second segment. She is a wealth of information from us and feet on the ground in DC. Well, you know, it's interesting just being in radio. You know, when you're in radio, you listen to more radio. And so <laughs> I was listening to Kaz Taylor out of. San San Diego, who does a, just a great program, and Summer was on his program. She's actually uh, Kaz's DC correspondent, and I thought, well, I know Summer. I didn't know <laughs> Summer did radio, and so I thought, well, we need to get her on her program because I just, you know, I thought Kaz had such a great program. And now Summer gave him a full two hours. But, friends, we're going to get to have her for 25 minutes in our middle segment. And we have Mm -hmm. so many questions for her. And, friends, we just want to, as we engage with those around us, as we reach across the United States from coast to coast of our nation, we need to be reaching out to one another um, and we'd love to have you connect with us mm-hmm. as well. Um, you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and, and get some of our past shows. Or come and look us up on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. And we just, we love it when you comment on the shows and, and tell us what really um, helped you out in life, helped give you that shift of perspective. Um, you let us know. And if there's a program that you would like us to do, visit us on our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio and let us know. That's a great idea. We'd love to hear from you, listeners. Um, go go to that Facebook page, um, Love Talk Radio. You'll see a very old picture of Evelyn, <laughs> Kathy, and I. Um, I have a lot of those on my telephone. We need to what, get what a did, new photo. What did you mean when you said so-and-so Saturday and, and that other woman down there said something? I missed the connection. <laughs> Uh, You know, it is exciting to see and hear from those that that are seeking and searching. And I talk to more men than I do women. It is an amazing thing. Well, that's because the men like to hear our voices. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy voices. (laughs) We would love to hear from you on Love Talk Radio. Just shoot us a note. Tell us what you're thinking, how we can pray for you. Um, We'd love to send you a Bible if you don't have one. But, you know, when you go to Facebook, you can just type in Love Talk Radio. Our page will pop up, um, and you can go there. You can like the page, and then you can follow uh, what we do here at the love ladies um quorum so it's nice to it's nice to be in studio with all of us this week and when we return 
to Love Talk after we hear a word from our wonderful sponsors, many of whom we have had, Miss Evelyn has had for 35 years. We will speak with Summer Ingram, our very special guest, calling in from Washington, D.C., and she's extremely well-known there, very well-connected, and we it is a privilege to have her on Love Talk. We'll introduce her right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio today with Coach Carrie Brinkater and the First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today. I know you've been waiting for our very special guest who's calling in to join us from D.C., Summer Ingram. I just want to give you a little bit of uh, introduction and background on Summer. She has served in Washington, D.C. for the last 11 years with the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. Now, today she's calling in not representing the Prayer Caucus, but to help us understand what is truly happening in D.C. She's kind of looking through the eyes uh, of a prayerful, faithful leader and is going to fill us in on some of the events there and just the atmosphere of of D.C. Um, The thing I love about Summer is this. She just works with congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle, many of whom are believers and many of whom are not. I, I first met Summer at a National Day of Prayer event at the U.S. at a U.S. Capitol Prayer Tour years ago. I'm thinking probably seven or eight years ago, and uh, but more recently in March of 2018, Summer uh, helped our group when we were coming out to pray with all the congressional leaders in D.C. Uh, and Summer spent time with our group, and we just, we love her. She is beautiful inside and out and a wealth of information. Welcome to Love, love Talk, Summer. Oh, thank you, Kathy. It's wonderful to be here. Well, I have, I, I know Miss Evelyn has this question that she really likes to, uh, to get in to help our listeners understand who you are and, and what you're about to kind of get to the core of, of your relationship. Miss Evelyn, did you want to open with your question? Yeah, uh, you know, we have a lot of listening friends, some are that uh, are just gripping a hold of anything that will give them encouragement about what we're doing in our nation today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always go back to the point and say, what do you think Jesus is doing in your life? And I would ask you that question. As you stop and think about it, what is it that is so important that Jesus is doing in your life that he's given you a way to give it away? Well, I, I would say that one of the things that he's ingrained in me is that he has to be first, that he has to be first. So that's making him a priority every single day and making that connection with him every single day. So that's one of the things that I do try to encourage is that we never lose our first love. Every opportunity I have to pray with people, prayer calls, different things, that's one of the things that we always cover is God, give us that insatiable hunger for your faith, for your word, for your presence, and help us to be accurate representations of you in the earth because it's it's we can do... We we can mobilize all day. We could, you know, do whatever we can to to advance his gospel. But if we lose him and we don't have his love in us and through us, it's it's all worthless. Wow, that's it's very true, Summer. And I can only imagine um, the impact that you're having in D.C. because we all know that what happens in Washington D.C. affects what happens in our individual homes mm-hmm. in, in this nation and what happens. In turn, what happens in our individual homes affects what happens in Washington, D.C. So we want to know what is happening in D.C. and what we can do right where we are to have a positive impact on our nation's capital. So we have about 21 minutes, and we will just get right to it. We saw Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter posts on the response and the return prayer movements. I've heard from friends that tens of thousands of believers came to D.C. to seek God on behalf of our nation, but mainstream media media never covered it. Imagine that. Uh, Were you there, and can you share from a first-person account? Yes, I was there. It was absolutely incredible. So I did have the privilege of being right near the stage for the return. And I will say that the presence of the Lord was tangible. The prayers, you know, anybody who watched it saw that it wasn't about person, the person or labels. It was really about coming before the Lord and repenting wholeheartedly as one before him and crying out for mercy for our nation. And the, and you could just tell the, that the Lord was pleased by how, uh, again, the presence of the Lord was, was evident. 
And, it, you know, if you, as I, I walked also amongst the crowd and actually was heading towards to meet, to meet a group at um, the Franklin Graham Prayer March, it was beautiful to see people outside of the return just on their faces, um, you know, weeping. It was a real encounter. It wasn't an event. It was a real encounter. And then to move into, you know, the Franklin Graham Prayer March, I mean, the, the mall was covered with people, first of all, praying, praying, prayer circles, praying for tourists cheering for the police officers i mean uh, it was it was like they literally came to bless the city so i went from this holy moment uh, of repentance to heading over to uh, this prayer march which was uh, very lively but but solemn there was a you know it was that you could tell people were there to genuinely pray for government and, and there were certain stops all along they, they handed out these maps there were certain stops that everyone was to stop at and pray for um, you know the White House or the African American uh, Museum and obviously praying for healing of our nation there praying for the capital and, and, and it was all along the entire nation's capital that people were Praying, and again, it was just a—it was a beautiful expression of the body of Christ coming together. It was very diverse. It was—it was real. And like I said, the city was so blessed to have thousands—I mean, hundreds of thousands of people on the mall descended on the mall to come together and participate in these two events. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was a privilege to be there and to participate. Wish we could have seen that on the on the news. <laughs> I know. It's it's really I, I, shocking to see that the news didn't cover it. It really is shocking. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the things we see in in mainstream media and even on these major social media platforms, you know, I truly think that that one of the strategies of the enemy is not just to put fear in your heart, but to convince you that you were the only one, mm-hmm. that you were the only yeah. one standing, that there is no one else standing with you. And uh, so I had gotten pictures um, from a friend of the event, and I just, with the, it was incredible. I mean, it was covered with people up and down the mall and all mm-hmm. over the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And I just thought, you know, Lord, how do people not know? And I just felt he was saying, I know, oh. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that. Um, for those of us who couldn't uh, attend in person, we can still seek him for our nation. We can still go to him in repentance. And, you know, Summer, you hear this term repentance and seeking the Lord. How would you define someone if they're saying, well, I want to go to Lord in repentance. I don't exactly know what that means what is it and why would i want to do it so there's you know personal repentance first and foremost which is something we should be doing every single day moment by moment staying very very close to the holy spirit continuing to realize you know if there's anything that we could have potentially thought or done that has grieved the holy spirit is staying in that place of like lord forgive me like change me i do not want to do that i do not want to think that i do not want to act that way whatever whatever it may be so there's the personal repentance is on a regular basis, day by day, moment by moment. But then this gathering was really about, I'm sure there was elements of personal repentance, but it was really coming before the Lord to repent on behalf of the nation for how we have we have sinned against him. The church has been apathetic. The church has been silent. But the church has participated and embraced sin, called evil good and good evil. And we have allowed our nation to um, be, you know, fundamentally changed. We have seen the laws and policies align with dark, with with um, concepts mm-hmm. that are not biblical. Mm-hmm. And so it's really coming before the Lord and repenting for the perversion, for the, the apathy, for, uh, you know, the complacency, just all, all of the things that we know grieve, grieves God's heart. It was all done in a way that gave every individual an opportunity to bow before the Lord and repent if, there was ne- if it was needed for self, but then also a corporate repentance as we see throughout scripture where the kings would call corporate repentance corporate fasting and prayer in order for there to be uh for to tip the bulls essentially to see god intervene and heal the nation Mm. so that was really what that was about and you know Mm. when i was looking and and um kind of joining in via live stream for the response and the return i just thought how incredible that david's tent has been pre preparing the way for our nation in praise and worship over the last, I think, four years, maybe five years um, in 24-7 worship. And can you tell us a little bit about David's Tent and what they do in Washington, D.C.? 
Yes, this is a modern sign and wonder. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, David, uh, Jason Hershey was with uh, YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and he felt called to come to D.C. And um, around, it was 2000, oh gosh, um, basically, um, I want to say it was under the Obama administration when he really felt like the Lord was saying that he needed to do 24-7 worship on the mall. And he thought, gosh, how am I going to do that? So he, he went ahead and asked the park service for 40 days, and he was the tent was allowed to be put on the ellipse, which is the backyard of the White House, essentially, mm-hmm. and they did 40 days of prayer and worship. Then they did it the next year, and they did it for 50 days. Well, then they thought, well, why don't we just do this 24-7? And they were able to get a permit to have a tent. It's a bridal tent. Um, on the National Mall, it has moved several times. It's been in the certain loca- and it's in a certain location for quite a period of time. My understanding is they have a permit to stay there. They have permission to stay there for for a while, um, but it's um, it's it's twenty four seven worship. They're day- they are there day in and day out. Snow, rain, beating hot sun. They are there worshiping the Lord, and it is such a beautiful expression. They have. People come in from all over this, the nation. Different states will come and take a day or take a week, and and it, so it's this, it's the body of Christ coming together, uh, in, as diverse as it is, and all different types of worship. But it's just this expression of uh, sacrificial worship unto the Lord, twenty four seven in our nation's capital. I'll add one other quick thing. Um, last year, last last summer they had baptisms there and people from all over the nation all over i mean literally all over the nation came but even all over the city people just running by would stop and they got baptized it was unbelievable to see what god was doing um, during that time and they just continue to be you know cultivating the presence of the lord and and seeking ways to draw people in to come to know him so it's really amazing that they have permission to do this 24 7 on our in their in our nation's capital i think that's the thing that really i'm shocked by is that they have permission to do this in our nation's capital and that is a glorious thing um and what can you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of people have been blessed by that ministry that is straight from the Lord. Uh, wow. Very, it, it, very cool. It is interesting to be there. Uh, we, When we were there, and you'll recall this, uh, we'd, uh, we broke up in little small groups. Mm-hmm. And when we took the Bible, I mean, it took our book up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, while a young pastor from Austin was with us, and he was just watching everything go on. And suddenly uh, he had... The man came up and said about four words to him, and he slapped him on the back, put him on his knees, and led him to the Lord. And that oh. was our friend, Brian. You know. Oh, I remember that one gentleman. Yeah, when we went to David's tent, we went there because it was a very last place where we went um, as part of our group, and we wanted to do communion together uh-huh. at the tent. So yeah. we wanted to worship and do communion, and a young man came in. And wanted to know about the Lord. And so one of the people in our group with us was a pastor. And so there was a, a David's tent worker who mm-hmm. was there. And I actually, I think it was, I think it was, is it David Hershey? I was David Hershey. No. Jason, 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 Jason Hershey. Mm-hmm. He was there. And one of the pastors from our group joined him. And that young man came to the Lord that day. It was just amazing. Well, you. you know, and I think that was a picture for me and my husband and our family, things are good in the capital. Wow. We got to support them. We got to pray for them. We got to help them. Well, uh, because you just think getting out on just a piece of land with an old tent on it <laughs> and, and suddenly God makes a visit. Oh, wow. You know, Miss Evelyn, you just said, you know, things, things are good there. And, um, you know, summer we see. You know, you have firsthand knowledge of what's going on there that we that we can't see. We have to rely on the media and what they cover, and they are pretty consistently doom and gloom about this presidential administration. Are those reports accurate? And and what do we need to know? Well, it is unfortunate that the media is dominating the space, and they're continually highlighting things that are either not true or irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, they will not. They pretty much refuse to highlight anything positive that President Trump has done. And that's one of the things that I'm finding. One, I am finding that there is a silent majority out there. There are a lot of people that are watching and doing research, but there are also a lot of people who are not. And so the more that we can do to understand, you know, really seek out, and there's many, every rally, uh, and Vice President Pence does a great job of this as well, highlighting promises made, promises kept. And they, the White House uh, website as well has a number of promises, uh, or, you know, 
uh, evidence of what they've accomplished in the last four years that is pro-economy, you know, ending human trafficking, wiping out ISIS. I mean, there's an endless list of things that are not only faith-related. He's the most pro-life president we've ever had. He has changed the game for religious freedom. He has been pro-Israel. The things are near and dear to our heart. He stood for faith-based adoption. I mean, across the board, he has been very strong on faith, things that are important to people of faith and Christians specifically. But there's a whole host of other things that he's done that uh, that the majority of American people should be praising him, not praising him for, but so appreciate him for, because he really has changed the game and the economy, uh, you know, bringing, uh, helping to get a number of issues resolved so that our nation is thriving on every level. And the more, again, that people can understand and really look at the record, his record, also compare party platforms. I mean, those, that's, doing our research is critical in this time because the media is not highlighting the truth. They're, they're doing the national nitpicking and, and not enforcing or reinforcing how, uh, how important the issues are and, and the amazing ways that our president has, has accomplished so many incredible things. You know, there's a, a South African uh, activist now in uh, human sex trafficking, and one of the things that he points out, and he has a very unusual name, it's something Yens. I always forget his first name. And he said, you know, he has approached the last uh, three presidential administrations begging for them to take a stand against sex trafficking. And he said he got a closed door on all the previous ones, but at his very first mm. meeting with President Trump, President Trump said, absolutely, we will use federal dollars and we will use federal forces and we will put an end to uh, child sex trafficking in this nation. And he just starts, he has been highlighting everything that this administration has done to deliver children out of the hands of sex traffickers and to bring sex traffickers to justice. And, uh, you know, now... You also mentioned a website, Summer, that we could go to to just see the list of things that this presidential administration has done. What is that site? Well, uh, the White House, it's literally White House, um, let's see, WhiteHouse.gov, I believe is what it is, where it's the official White House uh, website where they have a list. Yeah, WhiteHouse.gov. They have a number of uh, press releases and things where they highlight all of the activity that the president has done. Um, there's, and again, majority of president, excuse me, Vice President Pence's speeches are highlighting what the president has done. Of course, the president is continually doing that as well. But even oftentimes the other channels don't even uh, stream these these rallies and things, so people don't hear about it. But the WhiteHouse.gov site does have a lot of information, all the information actually, about what this administration has accomplished in the past four years. Thank you for that. That's something that, I mean, as we go out and vote, we need to make informed uh, voting decisions and uh, look at not the personality but the platform and really celebrate what has been accomplished with this president and, I mean, look at the future that we want for our nation and, and decide uh, what future we we want. And I just look at God's hand of blessing all over this administration with the things that they have accomplished that would seem to be impossible, and yet God has made possible. And there's something else I wanted to chat with you about, because I look at all of the, the national judges that have been mm-hmm. appointed, and, you know, especially this uh, second Supreme Court appointment with um, Amy Comey Barrett, and we look back and we remember the Kavanaugh hearings uh, summer and what a terrible nightmare that was uh, what what mm-hmm. has the Barrett confirmation uh, been like I've looked at a couple of the hearings online but mm-hmm. I know that the the main stuff is kind of what happens out on the streets and byways as well well it's it's unbelievable to see actually how um, peaceful it's been um, there there's definitely been rallies and things outside but believe it or not a lot of people of faith in the area have secured the permits on a lot of the, the main areas so even those who were protesting couldn't really come in that space it was primarily people that were pro amy coney barrett and seeing her confirmed but the hearings themselves have been have been peaceful um as you i don't know if you've had a chance you say you haven't had a chance to watch a lot of it but the questioning they've tried to get her on some some pretty direct questions but Mm -hmm. she was very well prepared really you know she did not in any way compromise her faith but she made it very very clear that she is one that will be neutral as it relates to uh, applying the law and and 
seeking the original interpretation, what was originally intended for the law as an originalist. She's had the originalist um, judicial philosophy. So she did a great job of really answering the question, circumventing their um, traps, if you will, and um, has maintained her composure. I, she's been extremely impressive on every front. And you know, the people that have been testifying in her favor have just have been um, more than um, – they have spoken to her integrity and just her her witness as a, a person throughout her entire life. So there really hasn't been much that the that those who would oppose her have been able to to bring up that would cause any kind of real obstacles. So it's really been a, a great overall process. She's been incredibly impressive, and I like watching it where there's no other commentary, where you can just see what's actually going on, and um, that way it's unbiased. You know, I can view it with my yeah. with my own eyes, and she's been so incredibly poised and impressive, and I just smart. I mean, she she answers questions in a way that you. I don't know. I, I've never seen anything like it where you just can't question it. Um, she's yeah. done a, a really fantastic job. Summer, we have uh, a few minutes left with you. I'm so grateful uh, to hear what's going on because you have these eyes on the scene. As we talk about America today and we are coming up on this election, I mean, fast and furious, we see that America is, is very divided. And how can we as Christians respond to the negative news um, that we hear every day that tries to convince us that we are outnumbered, that we are outmatched, and that we don't stand a chance? What, what's our best avenue for attack here? <laughs> well, I truly, the way that I function is I fast and pray. I seek the Lord. I actually don't look at polls. Um, I mean, I don't want to be... You know, I, I want to be informed, but I also am like, well, what are you saying? And help us to stay in a place of faith, believing that truly with you all things are possible. And as we continue to pray, we know the battle of the Spirit. So as we continue to pray and seek your faith, we truly believe that you can heal this land. And my prayer has specifically been that the church would rally, that we would do whatever it takes in order to see this nation healed. And, that, and we know that when that happens, God can intervene in a moment. So even if the data and the polling looks terrible. Uh, if you know, if the church continues to stay the course and move God's heart, He can intervene and save a nation in a day. So that's, you know, I think we have to remain in that place of Lord. It's nothing's too difficult for you. We help us to do what it is that you need us to do. We are here. We are available. Whatever it takes, and help the church to get on board. Wake us up. Don't let us miss this window of opportunity. Let us be found with those with faith in this hour. We know that faith is the currency of heaven. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a matter of just staying in that place and stay united and just doing whatever we can, whatever he says to do, and trusting him with the results, but not looking at our circumstances or what you know what the polls say essentially. Yeah, the poll the polls can can uh, can lead us astray and can get us down. Uh, Summer, we just have another minute. Um, you know, do you have a way that our listeners could get in touch with you um, and and speak with you via email? Sure. I mean, people could um, email me at summer at cpcfoundation.com. That's um, con- as in Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, summer, S-U-M-M-E-R, at cpcfoundation.com. And I'm also on Facebook. You know, if you want to look me up, Summer Ingram, I-N-G-R-A-M, and happy to connect with people there as well. Cat summer uh, in the spring, we uh, we have a new book that's come out, much like the ones we brought to Washington D.C. The new one is called uh, "Love Walking and Love Talking," and we're going to mm-hmm. go to the Texas Capitol, call on every representative and every senator, and give them a copy of the book. And we would invite you to come and join this party we're going to have in Texas because uh, it's going to be tremendous. Uh, that would be awesome. I love it. I'm sure it'll be a big party as well. Everything's done big in Texas, right? <laughs> but I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'll have to connect you with um, maybe some of our others there as well, so we can all you know stay connected and see how we can all help each other out. But th- thank you for doing that. That sounds like an incredible book. I love the way that God is connecting his people throughout the nation and um, bringing about unity within the church, that we are keeping the main thing, the main mm-hmm. thing, and putting mm-hmm. him first. And like you say, nothing is impossible with God. He is a game-changing God, and he looks for his people to seek him, to come forward to him with um, a heart of humility 
and a spirit of repentance and just looking to him to turn things around for our nation. And that's what we're going to press into. Summer, we just thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and friends, if you wanted to uh, reach out to Summer Ingram, if you have any more questions, if you want to know how you can pray for our leaders, uh, she can give you information for, on that, on how to uh, pray for our congressional leaders in Washington, D.C., or how to connect to your local capital and pray for your state legislators there. Well, friends, we do have to uh, take a break, and we're saying goodbye to Summer Ingram. Summer, thank you so much again for joining us on Love Talk, and friends, we will uh, be back with you right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkader and the First Lady of Love, Ms. Evelyn Davison, whom we love so much. We're so glad to have her in studio today. And thank you so much for joining us on Love Talk here at KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM Central Texas Christian Talk. Friends, we're building bridges of love and leadership, and that's what we need to do today. Some bridges have been burnt down, but we are rebuilding them piece by piece and reaching out and focusing on keeping the main thing the main thing, and that is Jesus and building unity with truth and grace. And uh, we just said goodbye to Summer Ingram. She's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Our calling in from D.C. to kind of give us all things D.C. and what's going on there. Friends, if you want to uh, get in touch with her, look her up on her Facebook page. It's just Summer Ingram, and Ingram is I-N-G-R-A-M. And if your Facebook page pulls up this gorgeous blonde Holy with cow. blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Very hubba hubba-ish, I would say. <laughs> well, if that's what your Facebook page pulls up, you have gotten the right person. She is gorgeous. But I tell you, her heart is mm. the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. She's such a reflection of Jesus. In She's just gracious and compassionate and kind. But she is the strongest uh, woman. She focuses on what is right, what is the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, she stands by that and stands stands strong with the most gracious heart you can imagine. She's kind of like you, Missy. <laughs> you know, we, when we do this uh, in the spring... Uh, at the Texas Capitol. I, I hope you can come and be here with us and have her come. We could do a night before dinner or something. And uh, we're just in the planning stage. So pray for us. This is important. This issue, I mean, this season of government in Texas is in serious trouble. And we have got to have our voice in there. And we've got three major corporations that are going to help us do it. It won't be expensive. It, you know, we've uh, the books are are available to you now. If you want to call, go to the website, and um, uh, we'll mail you a copy. Or you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535 for Miss Evelyn's book, Love Talking and Love Walking. No kissing. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Socially distanced love talking and and love walking. But summer was a wealth of knowledge, and... I think for me, you know, as some things that Summer said really stuck out to me. Number one, she said that um, when people come together in D.C., that the presence of the Lord was tangible for the return prayer movement, that it was it was there. She could feel it. That was very impactful to yeah. me because a lot of times we think that um, we've heard Miss Evelyn say that she didn't want to move to Austin. She didn't think that God lived in Austin. And sometimes I think we think that God doesn't live in D.C., mm-hmm. but he does, obviously. And Summer, uh, with her eyes on this scene, is telling us, you know, that that the presence of the Lord was tangible. And... And that's so important to keep in mind. Um, when she was talking about David's tent and how people last summer were passing by as they're doing baptisms and they would stop and get baptized. That's awesome. That is awesome to have a spot where you can hear the word of the Lord being Ooh. sung and uh, where you can um, just just go in there for a respite maybe. What an 
What an awesome thing. Well, and one of the neat things about David's Tent, you know, if you're a member of a worship team for a church, you can actually sign up with David's Tent to have your worship team go out and lead worship for a 24-hour period. Super cool. Isn't that neat? That, I love it. Such that. an incredible thing. I I agree. God is in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it. But it's more than just D.C. If D.C. were the end of the picture, okay, that's that's just a small little group that needs their heart turned around. But it's not just D.C. We have to understand it's what ha- is happening across our nation from coast to coast. And friends, right where you're at, in your home, in my home, in Carrie's home, in Evelyn's home, are we seeking Christ for our family? Are we seeking the Lord mm-hmm. for our community? Um, are we seeking unity within our church? Are we reaching out with grace and truth to our neighbor? Um, cause, because what we're doing at home and in our communities impacts what's happening in D.C., just like what's happening in D.C. impacts what's happening in our homes and communities. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, it's, it's a good thing to be able and be in a position you can stand back and look and experience the things that are going on in your neighborhood or mm-hmm. in your community or whatever. Yeah. And one of the things that has stri- uh, struck my heart so strongly is we have got to let people know that this is life is based on love. Mm. It's love. It's the love of the Lord Jesus toward us. And uh, as we've been working the last, um, I would say, uh, 15 years, no longer than that, 20 years, uh, Operation Christmas Child uh, has come alive to the extent that it doesn't go just to children anymore, but worldwide help and, and things. And we are coming into that in just two weeks. That's right. It is Operation Christmas Child time. I love it. So we can go down and vote this week on November 3rd, Mm -hmm. and then we can go over to Hobby Lobby and buy some really fun things (laughs) to put into a shoebox for our... Or come to somebody's house that's got 15 pairs of shoes you can't wear because it's in the closet. (laughs) Miss Evelyn, I know that's you. I know you're talking about yourself. Yeah, well, my house is so torn up right now from moving uh, all that stuff from the lake. But, you know, life is uh, is moment by moment by moment. And when you come to a point that you get it all together, uh, I'm not quite there yet. Well, Miss Evelyn, I love what you say. Something that struck your heart is that during this time, we need to continually remind ourselves that life is about love. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what happens this week, we need to love our neighbor, period. And I, you know, deep down in my gut, I just feel that this election um, can cause division, right? Mm-hmm. Because it already has. I mean, we're so divided right now. Everything is so misconstrued all the time. And we've just gotten away from just looking at someone in the face and real and, and taking things at face value. And, and we just, we tend to pick people apart. And that's what you're saying is so important, Miss Evelyn, is to just love. Mm-hmm. And that neighbor down the street that has a differing view than ours, mm-hmm. you know what? We're to love them. And even if they're difficult, it doesn't matter. We're to love. We're to show them the love of Jesus during this time. And and as we've talked on every show this month about community and unity in community. And now more Mm -hmm. than ever before, we have to look and see past what's different about us. And look to see what is the same about it. Well, there's some things we can be doing, very definite things. Number one is pray for wisdom as we begin to make these choices, make decisions. Mm -hmm. Number two is pray specifically for candidates. We've chosen uh, our um, Van has (laughs) a representative, and uh, Van prays an hour every morning uh, over everything. I don't get to do that in the morning. I have to do it around lunchtime. <laughs> but uh, we got to pray for them, get to know them, know what their heart, what goes down mm-hmm. in their heart. And then we, we pray for the parties. You know, we are divided in this nation between life and no life. Mm-hmm. Just, that's the bottom line. Life or no life. And I think, you that, know, sometimes we can feel a lot of things that are not true. And yeah. so, you know, I like that a Summer told us, hey, go to the White House gov website the official website to get the facts on this administration right. and everything that they've done and and 
you know, I think that the the media and, um, you know, a lot of people in this generation, they say, oh, we are emotional beings. It's, you know, the feeling is your compass. Feelings are not our compass. Mm -hmm. Feelings lie to us. Feelings Mm -hmm. are easily manipulated. And we have to remember with our neighbor, if our neighbor disagrees with us on something, it doesn't mean they hate us. That's right. It just means we disagree on something. And that's... (laughs) And we we have different backgrounds, we have different perspectives, and mm-hmm. we can talk through our different perspectives. We can talk through um, our different hopes for this nation. We can mm-hmm. talk through the different ways that we see issues. We have to remember just because we have different views and different thinking, it does not mean that they hate them, they hate us, or we hate them. Mm-hmm. We can love each other and disagree. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a sign in our front yard. What's your sign? It says, pray for America. God is listening. Well, I love your sign, friends. You know, a lot of us talk about signs. (laughs) What sign is hanging over your head? I want the sign hanging over my head to be Jesus. Jesus. Pray, engage, stand. And this week, vote. Absolutely. We're right here. We're we're on the precipice and it's gonna be an exciting week, friends. Oh and it's delightful to be with you ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so thankful, Miss Evelyn. What an absolute joy and delight to have you with us and we're so thrilled about that. You know, friends, in John one fourteen it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us uh, and dwelt among us, and that was Jesus. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. When your compass, when you feel like your compass is just spinning, we look to Jesus for the true north, for grace and for truth. This week, friends, if you feel that you're spinning, I pray that you would take a moment, take a breath and call on Jesus's name. That you would call on his name to quiet your spirit. That you would call on his name to bring you peace. That you would call on his name to give you wisdom. And that you would take that time, that precious, sweet time, to just be with your Lord and Savior. If you don't have a clue as to what that means to be with the Lord and Savior, friends, find a church. Find a place that is preaching the gospel. It's as simple as calling on his name and he will answer your call. Friends, we love you so much. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can, of course, get in touch with us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio, or you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We love you, friends. For my beautiful colleagues, Miss Evelyn Davison and Kathy Underbrock, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.